So we're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I am the host, <laughs> the host, the other host, Paul. And you are the host. <laughs> I am the host with the mostest. Um, <laughs> yes, and we are joined tonight by two fabulous, wonderful people. Well, shall we call them people, human beings, monstrous of of delight? Um, we've got Ooh. the 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 pegging queen herself. That is Donna. Um, <gasps> That's what you want to say it was Gwen. No, she's back. <laughs> we've got the, she's That's back. Peggy queen. She's she's out of the dungeon. Uh, she's been released. Um, she's stopped torturing Goodwill for a good few hours to join us to talk about a certain film that she was very excited about. If said he wasn't getting tortured still. Nice. Oh, nice <laughs> well, well, he's not in the chat, so <laughs> he's not there yet. He'll, he'll be appearing soon. He'll be like, Haha, I've escaped, but yes. Um, and we are joined by the trekker himself, the guy that brings the sexy back in blue for the uh, trekking up north uh, <laughs> podcast. I, I, I'm Where is think... this going? Most, I have no the idea. Hard, the most hardest working man in the UK. <laughs> Who is because I'm I'm too busy editing bloody interviews from DragCon, so I'm like, oh shit, I'll get this. Oh, so, so too busy working with oh. drag queens, fabulous lives and stuff. Oh, let's complain a little bit more, shall we, Grim? Yes. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Oh, I will complain. <laughs> I will. To be, to be fair, actually, I brought um one of my favourite things is that one of the drag queens uh, at <gasps> DragCon, uh, just May uh, from season four of UK, uh, basically had. Uh, a booth decorated like the Queen Vic from EastEnders. All right. And one of the things you could do is you could pay like five pounds to enter the Tombola where you got a packet of scampi fries and on the back it has a prize. My prize was get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you redeem that prize there, Grim? Uh, I didn't stay around long enough. <laughs> you know, it's like luckily there wasn't a suitable entry point on my outfit, but uh yeah, but it's, one of the prizes was a um, clone your willy kit. Though, oh well, quite an interesting thing to and get at a random win, and You didn't win it. No, I didn't. I was tempted to go back, but <laughs> I just love the idea of just winning a thing. And she's just like, "Oh, let's see what prize you've got." Oh, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, imagine, imagine if Pua Lee won that, he would have to have three sets to do his fourteen inch. <laughs> yeah, so. to be fair, you know, they'd have to, you know, they'd have to sort of maybe he could fill it out, like he could put sandpaper or something in there. And sort of, <laughs> oh, like, now I'm curious if they've got a size limit. A size limit. On Clona Willie, they've, they've got a size limit on them. <laughs> Hold on, is that a statement or a question? It's a demand. It's a demand. I demand no limit on Clona Willie. So, Sammy, I, I've got a. Even five minutes in. No, I, and we've been demonetized oh, already. So, it's a that, uh, disclaimer first. Yeah, get the disclaimer out the way, please, Sammy. Well, see, <laughs> I, I, I forget Graham's on, we have to do it straight away. <laughs> so. Everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group, the Discord, or the comments section where we can have an open discussion. But what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism. Very well said there, yes. Thank you. So Thank you. Always, always remember when Graham's on, disclaimer first, <laughs> then dis discussion. Straight away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then we're covered. Yes. I love how frequent no face is. <laughs> like, like, oh, I've done this cool thing where it'll happen like every few minutes. I'm like, every few seconds. <laughs> no face. He's, just... he's constant. This is he's appeared more than he does in the movie so far <laughs> in this episode. I'll I'll turn him off in a while, don't worry. He's just he's just making himself comfortable and making himself happy. So Sammy, do you want to ask us what we've been watching? I would love to ask you as what you've been watching. What what have you been watching this week? What has tickled your fancy? Well, it's because you it's because you're on Graham. You, you should do something while I'm here. So tickle my fancy. fancy. What's tickled? Oh, what's tickled your fancy this week? What you've been watching? Anything interesting? Anything fun? Anything I, exciting? Okay, I for some reason, okay, like you know, what? I don't know if I was saying it on the podcast, but my Amazon Prime has the worst recommendations ever like it uh, they are the most random thing where you'll watch a documentary about serial killers and it'll just be like do you fancy like studio ghibli afterwards and you're like what oh. <laughs> you know, well i might need watch, to bring like, you down from the, the highs of like yeah. wanting to be a, like make learning tricks to be a serial killer yeah. well maybe the same way that when they released um Oh, what's it called? Uh, Grave of the Fireflies. They were like, oh, we best do this as a double bill with me, my neighbor Totoro, just to kind of take the edge off afterwards. <laughs> it's a very heavy film. Uh, you know, but with this, it's just weird. So what I did is I just randomly watched the films that it gave me after watching stuff. So I watched uh, Star Wars The Motion Picture because we're covering that on Friday for Trekking Up North. Mm-hmm. And then the recommended film afterwards was Day of the Dead, uh, right. the original 1970s one. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and I watched that, and then the recommendation after that, which uh, suggests something about Day, uh, Dawn of the Dead, is uh, the Warlock Two from the nineties. Oh, did right. you watch it? Was awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like I've never seen special effects that bad. Like you know, you know this thing of just being like, we had better effects back then. Yeah, <laughs> they're just not you here. Not you know? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so it's mainly been that, and then obviously. Uh, watched Spirited Away twice I uh, for this, where I've watched it. I'm, I'm familiar with it, but I watched it in the English dub and then I watched the Japanese dub with the English subtitles just oh, to see cool. if there was any difference between the plot uh, mm. between the two of them. Oh, so that's a question I will be bringing up later. So a very good point there. What about you, Donna? What have you been watching, you you beast of a woman? Um, I watched uh, Carol and the End of the World on oh. Netflix. Which is, um, it's really good. It's strange in certain ways, like um, a random parents being nudists and stuff like that. Has anyone seen it? No, no, no I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> no, no, but now you've said that. <laughs> it's basically about this woman called there. Carol and like how she's like managing and there's like a countdown to the end of the world and everyone's just went on like crazy riots and stuff. Um, but for some reason, I can't get out the parents that in some kind of like. <laughs> A, a triple or triple or whatever they call it with the doctor who used to care for them for like eight years but it's the end of the world so why not all right um, <laughs> yeah that, it's unusual but it is good so it's, it's um, one of them things that anything can be fixed with a finger up the bum so yes i also wow. watched um salt burn Still you, speaking of yet. a finger up the bum <laughs> nick uh, watched that, that she's one she of liked the weirdest it. movies i've ever seen i think <laughs> Blessed. I need to see it and just to, just to know what's going on and what every what the joke is. I need I need to be in on this joke. Yeah, uh, which joke? The grave one. Which one? <laughs> which one? Which joke? Oh, look at them! Look at them! Look at them! Bloody having a private private yeah. joke themselves. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> me, me and Donnie's are BFFs. Yes. <laughs> Donnie's. Donnie's. I'm trying to work out how you make Donna cuter. Like, as in, what could you Don Don's? Don yeah, Don's. Don Don's. Well, she is the double. She is the double D, the dildo Donna. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it dildo dildo Donna and a Don Don's. Do and <laughs> a mighty Don Don's. That's what Donna's got to be when she's a, a, a nine year old woman in her chair. So I'm Don Don's and throwing dildos, <laughs> at, throwing dildos at random they people who walk past Don her in the Don's. street. <laughs> You know, the last hasn't like been on for ages, and this is what she gets when she comes on. <laughs> to be fair, though, she gives as good as she got. She normally beats me when she sees us in person. Like the like the bruises and the scars from seeing Donna. She's the last person that actually did stab me. When I tell the stabbing stories, it was Donna <laughs> who stabbed <you>. us. <laughs> that was the initiation of meeting Donna. You get stabbed in the ribs. Oh, yes. Um, nice. <laughs> so yes, I. Um... I'm just looking at the chat. I'm just looking at the chat, and immediately my eyes get drawn to the the line for pegging videos Lee. and fisting montages. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, Lee, you've got my birthday presents sorted already. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I watched the Marvels yesterday, so yes, I did. like say, I'll be honest, it wasn't a great film. It's not. It's very no. standard with Marvel, uh, is putting out. But I do have to say that they have given the characters more, and the characters were better. Like um, Kamala Khan in Miss as Miss Marvel was absolutely head and shoulders above anyone else, and even Brie Larson wasn't bad in this movie. Nah, we're Brie start- brought a game. We're on starting this one. to yeah, we're starting to get a feel of actually Carol from the comics a little bit. Hundred mm. percent agree with that. Because I was worried about this because it's like because the problem is I didn't know anything about uh you know like the character until I saw the movie and I was like oh that was awful and people were like blaming Brie Larson but I was like I don't know what I don't um, know where to come back I thought it was the film that was terrible mm-hmm. but then like you know it's that is she is she wooden like I haven't seen her in enough stuff but it's that you know the Kristen Stewart thing where you just go yeah is that was she doing the character like that mm-hmm. deliberately or is that just how I she just... is and it's I don't think she. I don't think she knows the character. I didn't in that movie. I don't think she knows her at all. And she just thought pilot serious. Let's just go with that. And it just doesn't. It didn't work. This one though. This is Carol. Yeah. This is the goofy Carol. This is the fun Carol. She yeah. really elevated it. But Kamala Khan runs rings around them all. Yeah, and she's just having so much fun in it as well. That was the thing, and that's what. As it's, it's a silly superhero film that makes no sense plot wise. Literally, I can't remember what the big bad <laughs> guy's problem was or what the powers were, but I just remember like the three of them coming together and having fun. And Goose was fucking amazing. Like, like literally, if you love cats, it is a film for anyone who loves cats. But yes. also as well, and I'll not give a spoiler because I know it's not out on streaming in the UK just yet. It's not hit Disney Plus yet. After credit scene is the best after credit scene we have had in a Marvel film in a long time. The after credit scene was actually better than the Marvel's movie. <laughs> wow! Well, I, I genuinely can't remember. I generally can't remember what the after credit scene is, so I'm gonna have to Google it once I'm finished. Because yes. I, I did stick around for it. I went to the cinema to see it. I just. It was. It feels like a lifetime ago. The only spoiler, I can't because if, if I see a single thing, no. it, it is a quite a big spoiler, and it leads into um, the next phase of what's well, well, what's coming up. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. 
here's a question for the for us in the chat though like have you ever been to the cinema with someone who was okay with just skipping the credits and the end scene thing like yeah. i i went to the cinema with a guy who was just like oh yeah let's just leave and i'm just like but but the post credits you know i want to see it and they were like no 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 it'll be shit and i'm just like who are you <laughs> it's like you disgust me why can't you... bring myself to do it yeah. even if it's not a marvel film i have to know that there's nothing there so the mm. likelihood is i am googling afterwards to make sure there's nothing there i'm not being caught out i'm not being that person <laughs> who doesn't know anything well yes. i'll say it's like we're, we're, i even stayed with the end of wonka i think and i think there is like a little something at the end of the credits but i don't think it's worth it but it is just like oh it's cool it's there <laughs> me and me and carolyn sit and congratulate the people in the credits we shout their names out and say well done good job it really annoys a lot of people around us but yes we we, we give everyone that the, we try and the, do the best pronunciations of their names yes um and also i've started echo as well which is i didn't think i would like but it is very much and the same vein, well, not as gritty and as dirty as um, the Daredevil series on Netflix, but it is along the same lines. And we see um, Matt in the red suit for the first time in the Marvel Universe, and it is beautiful. And, it, and it, the fight scene <laughs> with him and Echo is, is probably the best action scene Marvel have produced in a long time. And that's, his, that's quite a sad thing because you only get it for two minutes as well. Oh, <laughs> I will watch it at some point. I have... It sounds so sad, but I have totally given up on Marvel at the moment. Couldn't even watch What If. Mm -hmm. Started watching it and it was like, I am not feeling this. I am not liking this. Mm -hmm. I am just going to end mm -hmm. it right now. Yeah, I think um, wow. the What If series, for some reason, they think Peggy Carter's a bigger ca a character and loved more than that, sh that she is. <laughs> She's so... loved, but not that much. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I bet. You, you did well. You, you are age, but you're not that big of a deal. Get out of yourself. Bye. Yeah. Um, so have you watched Sammy? Um, uh, Anthony's been watching. Is it Love and Robots? The right. anthology um program that's on Netflix. Is there um, another series uh, of that now? Because I know there was two series, but is there three, a new one just come out? Oh, okay. Three because he's been he didn't realize until the other day he's actually been watching them backwards. Because <laughs> when you press play, it plays from the third series and then it goes back over itself. So it goes back to season two, back to season one. So oh. he didn't realize until he had a look at the episode list. <laughs> but I watched a couple of them. They were so good. Um, so we've been watching a couple of them. Oh, still watching Always Sunny. It's on in the background right now. Um, but I've been watching My Lover, My Killer Ooh. on Netflix. I've watched, uh, I've watched like two series of that, I think. It only sounds good when you do it in a Cornish accent. My lover, <laughs> my killer. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Like a lot of women getting murdered in the UK. Like yeah. a lot. It is the number is fucking terrifying. But there was um there was some interesting ones last night because there's there's ones that, are, that unfortunately have the same theme. Young girl, hmm. bad boy. It, it doesn't end very well. But there was one about um a writer who was who'd lost her husband in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Um she he, like it was just like, a, like luggage in the sea. <laughs> he had he it, went he had to the caught, sea no, and he never came the back. Conveyor belt. The crab just like <laughs> I've been here for an hour and he hasn't come out yet. So it was a fucking well, sponge. Pretty much. <laughs> he Think got caught in a riptide and 
well, he got caught in a riptide and he never came back out again. So she, but she started this whole grief thing and she ended up meeting a man who lost his wife through natural causes. Turns out this guy is a bit of a wrong one. Um, she's a very famous author. She's like in her in her field. She is very famous, very well off, and he uh, he killed her. And he almost got away with it until his neighbor, who was fucking amazing, by the way, <laughs> like murder she wrote, that woman is it. Um, she's, she told the police so they were just about to go up on the search and they were like, have you actually checked their house properly? They have a septic tank, which his car sits on top of. Mm. Lo and behold, there she is in the septic yeah. tank. Um, yeah, there's just some really, there's some really interesting ones on it. So we've been watching, um, we've been watching murder. murder. A lot of murder. <laughs> Murder. Murder. A lot of murder. If yes. you want to watch more murder, watch Murder She Wrote with uh, and next year. She was the greatest serial killer that never got caught. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yes. So we have you a very special disclaimer. No, no, we we've already did the disclaimer because because we prepared for Grim. It's fine. <laughs> um, so yes, we did something a bit different this week. So thank you guys for like say being patient with us. Just simply because normally we've seen the movie or I've seen the movie a few times before we review it. Sam, it can be hit and miss, let's be honest. Um, we both hadn't seen this movie before. We've heard of it as Donna has banged the drums for this movie for mm-hmm. so long now saying we have to watch it, we have to watch it. Um, and we thought, well, well, we'll do it. We'll watch it and we'll review it and give our honest opinion. Now, I must apologise at the start as well. We will get names wrong. Graham and Donna are here as the experts to kind of keep us on tangent, keep us, um, like, say, right. But um, it was a lot to take in. I watched it yesterday. Sam watched it Mm. today. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Me and Sam both watched the dub version because I'm not going to take in, like, a film and try and review it and read it, like, say... At the same time. So the question I want to ask as well, because I know Graham and Donna, you've probably seen both of us. So is there a big difference between the dub version and the sub and the sub version? No, no, not really. I mean, uh, like, uh, sorry, do you do you want to answer this, Donna? Or... No. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, not really. The the only the only notes that I made is basically Yubaba's a bit nastier in mm. the Japanese version. She's a bit more sort of like going like, oh, you, you're a shithead and your parents deserved it kind of thing, mm. uh, you know, which is a bit like harsher. She's not like she's, yeah, she's, mm. and at the end, she's kind of like a bit kind of like, oh, you know, a bit more begrudging than letting her go. But um, the the main thing is all the stuff to do with Haku, like the, the bloke who turns into a dragon. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that is just like in the Japanese version with the English subtitles, uh, Chihiro doesn't know, doesn't immediately go, oh, it's a dragon, that must be Haku, like she does in the English version. Yeah. You are a bit like, oh, weird. Like later on, so she's quick. like, hang on, is this dragon Haku? Oh, God, you know. And then also just, he's a bit nicer. Like, well, in, in the English version, they make it where basically Haku is doing things selfishly. He is doing things on his own to get more power. Whereas in the Japanese one, he's always following Yubaba's orders. So even when he steals from a Z- what's her name? Zabira? Z- Zaniba. Zaniba. Uh, when he's stealing from Zaniba, that's on Yubaba's orders in the Japanese one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's like very much under the thumb. Whereas in the English one, yeah. And then the other thing is less jokes. Mm. It's the sort of thing where the, the English version has a lot of little 
gags that they threw in because they're like, oh, we're, we're just showing a picture of someone with their mouth open. Let's have them saying something. And <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's kind of fun. And then it's like, what is it? There's a bit where there's like a foreman who is got fans and he's dancing in front of No Face when he's coming through the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And he says like a really silly line about, oh, he's getting fatter, so there's more ass to kiss. Uh, whereas in the Japanese one, he's like literally like, hey, it's an important person coming through. You know, it's very much like they just went, let's have a laugh and put So it's not really t- changing like the whole f- no. tone or the feel of the film. It's more just like, oh, that's good. Westernizing it for us type, to type t- 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 things. So, Donna, because I know you've been, like I say, a, a big supporter of Stupid Ghibli and telling me and Sam we need to watch this for so long. Why is and this film so, so, so like special to you or so? Why do you love it so much? Well, I think it's like most Ghibli movies I feel like that with, not just this one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, there's just a mix of everything, really. The characters, the animation, the art, mm-hmm. like everything about it. Like you can just sit there and kind of be mesmerized by it through the whole movie, even with the like kind of creepy characters they've got in this. <laughs> but I don't know, like. Even um, the tune at the beginning, uh, The Name of Life was what um, I got Adam to do his version of what, what, what I watched yeah. on the right too. Yeah, it's very and, sweet. Um, I guess they're just, the, the movies just like kind of mean a lot to us and I'll just sit and watch them most of the time, really. <laughs> like, just did like he a... put it back on and Gav's like, you're watching this again? <laughs> and just... It's like a comfort blanket because like, yeah. it does feel very comforting. Like, And it's one of the notes that I wrote down is the art style mm-hmm. is yeah. just beautiful mm-hmm. there's not one bit in it where i'm not sitting there going it's oh, beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful, and, so beautiful. And, and i think the wonderful thing is that studio ghibli does it where they 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 put like human bits of humanity into the animation and we tend not to do that in the west in the west we tend to go kind of oh well we skipped a couple of frames because you just need to see that he's climbing some stairs or whatever whereas ghibli will very much go uh, oh, let's actually put a bit in where she slightly trips when she's doing mm. this, or she doesn't, yeah. or she like tries to strike something and doesn't get it right the first time, or whatever. Like for instance, in this one where they're trying to pull the thorn out of the uh, stink beast, mm-hmm. she's trying to wrap the rope around it and, and she, she misses it up, and it misses, and do, and it's these little things where it's the love and care that go into it into in mm. order to make a world is yeah. what makes it the comfort blanket it is. No. I- and if nobody knew before, like, like I say, I know we've got a lot of friends in the chat as well. So if anyone's new or listening on the audio, if you don't know who Donna is, she runs one of the biggest like uh, anime conventions in the UK and one of the most well-run conventions, I must say, in the UK as well. So she knows her shit about this stuff. So um, <laughs> so that's why that's why we've wanted really badly to get Donna on. <laughs> There's your credentials, Donna. So, yes. um, can I um can fucking I nerd. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Uh, can I interrupt for one second? Because you know me, I love a tagline. So mm-hmm. I had to go and find the tagline for this movie, and there is only one. And mm. it's just the tunnel led to Chiro to a mysterious town. Right. No mm. more. No, no less. I don't know how you would. What tagline would we do for this? Like, you know, if if you were sort of working marketing, what would you come up with? Because I don't know how to describe. I've got this. the perfect one. Because I know with with me and Sammy watching it the first time, this is what I thought. If you like Alice in Wonderland, you'll love this because it is basically just yeah. like a, a as you said, a Japanese version of Alice in Wonderland done in the most creepy and and weirdest way. 
Um, that's probably the best way I can describe. Like, mm. except from like being all British and people worried about uh, being late a lot, and uh, yeah, the royal and, and the, ro- and the royal family trying to chop people's heads off. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's I like mean, to... I would have probably gone with uh, you know, like preteen girl goes to creepy bathhouse. At least then we'd be able to get <laughs> Epstein into the cinema. You know, oh, like... here we go. <laughs> Well, the um the the, the creator of this one because I did do a little bit of reading, but I didn't do as I kind of had to stop myself because I was starting to confuse myself, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, you just need to watch the movie. But what he was he did not like the idea that the bathhouse was being turned into a brothel mm-hmm. in some people's narrative when they were talking about this mm-hmm. movie, like talking about it. And he was like, no, completely different thing. Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of people say stuff like that. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't like the fact that that was where like they were changing it. Mm-hmm. Also, one thing that I read um about the creator is that in how he does his work, it's so brilliant. He doesn't tell anyone the storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't tell the storyline. He doesn't give anything away when it comes to uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. He write he does storyboards, and the storyboard can change as it goes along, whether he's feeling it or not. And then eventually he will get to the end. But everyone who is in that creative journey with him, from voice actors up to like the people who draw like the lines and that, mm. everyone is part of that journey with them. Mm. So he just he, he storyboards the whole thing and he chops and changes and then he'll change it. He, he never knows how it's going to end mm-hmm. until he gets to that point. And I just thought that was such a creative and brilliant mm. way of writing a story. It's not just he's done it. There's the paper paper and pen and then it's gone to story mm-hmm. he's figuring it out as he goes along he's correcting his mistakes he's figuring his character out he's going on that journey with that and i mm-hmm. absolutely love that it made the it made the movie even that more special when i was watching it and i got so much meaning from this movie as i was watching. I, honestly i get i get quite emotional thinking about it because it is very much a coming of age film Mm. this is the thing it's the ghibli i say ghibli but it is ghibli but um i i ghibli, don't know ghibli films <laughs> are they're all about that they're all about they're, they're these wonderful things where we have films like disposable films where you watch an action mm-hmm. film and you're like oh cool that was a thing you watch a cartoon and you're like oh that was cute ghibli films are you know they will hit you so there's some of them where you just go, oh, that was a cool little story and I was invested and I loved all the characters and stuff. But then you get other ones where you're like, wow, that made me cry. Wow, that made me reassess my mm-hmm. life. You know, like, for instance, my favourite Ghibli film is a lesser known one called Only Yesterday. And it is no magic at all. It's literally like a very sort of real world story of a middle-aged woman reassessing what she wants to do with her life. And it's just very basic. She works in an office and she goes and spends a summer in the countryside. And I always cry during it because it's a situation that we can all relate to told in this wonderful journey story where you kind of just go, oh, I can apply that to my life. Like there's lessons there. Whereas like we're watching the Marvels. Are we going to walk home with a kind of like going, oh, yeah, I really need to, you know, get on top of these things in my life. You know, it's like you don't. Where's Ghibli? It's just they they hit you so hard, and I always cry in Totoro where the little girl goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no! I just I got so much from it that from Jashiro's starting point where she is. I don't want to say she's a brat because she's not a brat, but she's a very no, no, clearly I, tell she's a very nervous little girl. I don't see. I got a completely little bit of a different from the starting point because mm. I got so angry at her parents, at her father especially. 
because he's oh, so. Oh, I've got credit cards. I've no, got no, money. It's he's so <laughs> bloody minor. It's like oh, we I can see me house up there. Great, I've took the wrong turn, and oh, we'll just follow this road. No, just turn the fuck round and go the right way. <laughs> um, and the, the he's cop, a typical dad, like yeah, he's like, and, no, 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 we'll take a shortcut and then just go through here. And then the the pull up to the bit, where, like, say the this amazing looking like tunnel with the statue which just looked incredible which fair enough i would get out of the car and look at but it's like oh let's walk through this tunnel why like say so you can see you, through the tunnel where's your sense, of adventure? <laughs> where's your sense yeah. of adventure but you want to get to your new house you've got moving people coming that you've got responsibilities you are so <laughs> adult in this conversation right now but yeah um, but, but the kid was the adult though that's the thing the kid's saying let, let, let's not do this it's not right and when they get through the tunnel it's like oh yeah it's beautiful let's go for a walk why are you going for a walk? It's just. I, I, I think the thing is, though, that there there is a central theme in this movie, which yeah. like is every single part of it. But we'll go into that later. But the journey for Chihiro isn't necessarily sort of you know we have other Ghibli films where it is like going, hey, stop being a brat, you know, learn how life works. In this one, it's her learning to go with the flow. Like, it's the idea of all these things around her that she can't control, like having to move house, leaving her school friends and stuff like that. It's the fact that at the end, the final line of the film from in the English version is, no, I think I'll be fine. Like, I think yeah. I'll be all right. Is her wrong. just going, oh, I can actually, I've been through all this crazy stuff, so I can kind of deal with stuff. So it's more of a kind of how you deal with anxiety rather yeah. than... Mm-hmm. being selfish like which, which a lot of the other films are that but this yeah. one is that's good. exactly what i took from it one of my notes is to cheer us journey into the unknown and completely forgetting our own fear mm-hmm. because she is very scared to start with she's incredibly anxious like obviously our parents are slightly irresponsible for going into that tunnel and <laughs> um, but it just shows slightly i'm not no, <laughs> but but no, completely is, like irresponsible but but hero, is... i found a giant shark should i put my arm in it no, <laughs> but the idea is, is that they're not they've got the, the fear is not there they're, they're willing to walk into the unknown and just deal with what's in front of them whereas she is quite anxious about it um obviously mm-hmm. it doesn't turn out their way does it and yeah. the one bit i didn't like so much was at the end and it really got us upset when the it's just before this she says that line and she goes to Chirodron tug on us you'll make us trip over and it's like you have no idea what this fucking girl's just been through <laughs> to get you out and that's what you've got to say to her I was so angry at that line I took like a different kind of thing from it um from Shihiro's journey I feel like she's kind of like got a lot of like loneliness and then she's got like mm. feeling kind of abandoned obviously she's got to go see her parents and stuff but yeah i think that's kind of one of the reasons why like no face but kind of becomes obsessed with her because he doesn't mm. really have like a personality so he takes their traits but he can sense her loneliness and which is like kind of why he's on the journey with her throughout the whole yeah. movie but yeah that's it it's no no face to me is loneliness like it's yeah. the the whole thing and we've all been there where it's this idea of just like you, you're in the wrong situation you're with people you don't you don't really know how to deal with people like especially in nerdy up north where you know we're kind of insular people which is why mm. it's great having this community but it's the idea of no face kind of going oh he's he's on the outskirts of everything he doesn't know how to relate to anyone he doesn't really have mm. a personality himself and then when he realizes, oh, if you've got money, people like you. Suddenly yeah. you become popular if you've got money. And then he becomes this 
horrible thing, taking on the traits of these toxic people that he ingratiates himself to and becomes this horrible beast. And then, you know, it's, <laughs> and, and it's, there's a wonderful little statement there about sort of, you know, and then at the end, it's like going meeting uh, Z- 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 Zanira? <laughs> Z- why can't uh, I remember name? Grandmother, meeting grandmother, <laughs> meeting granny, meeting <laughs> granny, and being like, "Oh, this is a really much better relationship." And it's it's that find your tribe. Like we that's what we were saying mm. on trekking up north on Friday. It's the find of you know, don't mm. force yourself to fit in with people just because they're the only ones there. Find your tribe, you know. Yeah, oh, I love the I love the fact though that he no face kind of left her alone because he sensed her kindness. Mm-hmm. She was the only one who just was completely and utterly kind to the point where she was like yeah just come on in and innocent Uh i think the innocence uh was there as well but let's talk about because i think as you said this this is very much like as i started out i thought it was going to be very cutesy very uh childlike but it gets dark pretty quick like like (laughs) like my childhood was always disturbed by the scenes from pinocchio when the kids are turning Mm. into uh oh yeah now that's being replaced by your parents turning into them pigs. That was just horrific. Like, like that's <laughs> nightmare for you. Any kids watching that now, that's going to have the same type of effect because it has that much of an impact. And they were so disgusting and so like just greedy and like like all of that. It was just horrendous. But then not just that part. It turned into a nice bit, but when she f- meets the guy in the furnace, wh- what was his name again? I'll try and get his name. Kamaji. Um, Kamaji. Lovely, lovely person, but like a spider with long arms freaking out. Loved him. In, it mm. literally is the creepiest thing ever you ever see. <laughs> and then, as you said, as Graham said, as Norface kind of morphs into different like aspects and different things, like the first time we're seeing him, he just... Like she just walks past him and like kind of hardly notices them, and the next thing he's eating the poor frog, like he just <laughs> he, like walks up to him and just noms him. He goes nom nom. That <laughs> frog was fucking class. The first meeting of the the human, the stinky human, and he probably goes all dramatic. I was like, oh my god, there's my spirit animal right there. That frog. <laughs> I want to reach that level of dramaticism. <laughs> I always love it though, where when when he surprises Jahiro at the beginning and like obviously breaks the spell by jumping up in front of uh, Haku. Uh, you know, it's it's the fact of like Haku just traps him in this bubble and he's just floating there in this bubble, like <laughs> <laughs> just lo- it's one of my favorite like shots of the film. Um, is it Kamija? Kami, am I saying that right? The old man with the arms, what's his yeah. name? Uh, K- Kami- Kamaji, Kamaji, Kamaji. That's it. I've even I've even got it wrote down. Just call him Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. I I feel like if I watch the Japanese version he wouldn't have come across because his voice was quite kind. Mm-hmm. His um his Western voice was really, really kind. And I was like, oh, I don't think that would be the same effect in the Japanese one. I feel like he may come across a bit harsher. He's harsher. He is his voice is a very kind of creepy and harsh and his lines aren't as sort of friendly. But I think what happens is it's like that's a standard trait for male voices yeah. in mm. Japan. Like, you know, it's that yeah. thing where it's like women tend to be sort of Oh. you know squeakier <laughs> women tend to be sort of squeakier and nicer and then or if it's like an old woman it's an old woman like there yeah. are no variances at all yeah but yes yeah. i i fall asleep to a lot of anime so them kind of angry <laughs> japanese voices is something i hear before i go to bed have you ever just... watched have you ever watched like japanese x-files 
Uh, I've, no. I've got the on the DVDs for the X Files. It like has as in the extras. It basically has like certain scenes, but like done from around the world. Seeing, so listen to the German one. And, like, <laughs> literally, like the German one is like good because they kind of work, but like the Japanese one is amazing because literally <laughs> Scully, Scully is just like oh, Deska, like, really high pitch, like oh. Aliens, what does she want? And you're just like, this <laughs> this doesn't work, but they're just like, that's just Japanese voices for you. <laughs> I, will, I do want to go back and watch it though with the with the Japanese voices because the I was we were saying before we came on, the, Eng, the English subtitles somewhat did not meet with what was actually being said. So there was extra dialogue added in, and there were some things where they the, the taught something that didn't even go with the plot. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a bit confused, so I might actually watch the Japanese one at some point. I just knew I wasn't going to today. Didn't realize how long that film was. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just ask the question. This is probably the most disturbing thing in the movie as well. Is what the hell was the big baby like? Who gave birth to that? Like, if like that <laughs> popped out of like, uh, like say a vagina, that, that vagina is never going to be the same again. She's a working again. woman. Yeah, she's a working woman. <laughs> but, you don't... but that was. An unusual thing, like say, I, I, I didn't get the whole big baby like thing. I thought he was cute when he got turned into the little yeah. rodent, and then like say, <laughs> he didn't want to, he didn't want to get changed back. No. I love that. He's like, you, you could have gotten changed back a while ago. No, no, no. no <laughs> I think, I think the whole, the whole thing, okay, is that like the main part of this is that this is the underworld. So mm-hmm. where they are is the afterlife, technically, mm-hmm. you know, in the thing. And with a lot of Japanese, uh, what are they called? Um, kaiju, uh, you know, like spirits and ghosts and stuff. Their whole stuff for the underworld is very obscure. So there's mm-hmm. so many bits in there where there's only walking around. There's like certain things and you can, you know, if you know, you can kind of point at them and be like, oh, it's that kind of ghost or oh, it's mm-hmm. that kind of demon kind of thing just in the background. The thing is, everything is very literal here. So it's the whole thing of that character is that he is a big baby. He Mm. is scared of the outside world. He is not responsible in the slightest. He is entirely selfish and he's entirely dependent on his mother. So that is represented in the fact that he is a big baby. Mm. And and that's how I kind of took it that way, where it's this idea of, and can you imagine like how difficult he is to look after? And his yeah. size in the thing represents that, like represents sort of going, yeah, okay, being a parent to this is going to be a fucker. So <laughs> I think that's why he's that big, you know? Uh, how was... do you feel? I don't know if that... you're going to be like, that's nah, all bollocks. It's not the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a big baby. Fucking set in Kent. Don't know how did you feel about the big baby? The baby is creepy. I don't know if you noticed, but it's um, voiced by uh, Tara Strong in the. Really? No, I didn't know that. Ah, interesting. I I did notice that Meg from Hercules voiced the uh, the young girl who helps her. So Lynn Lynn was so sweet. She like like I really liked Lynn's character. I'm going to say it's a really sexy voice. Like I love you know like Meg in Hercules. It's an amazing voice, and then Lynn here. It's just this wonderful. Ah, it's like it's it's a full three sixty voice. It's a wonderful, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. I loved that character being voiced that way. I loved yeah, all I the characters, like, like but Lynn stood out, like as like the nice ones as well. But mm. uh, even the nasty ones, uh, like you, uh, you, uh, you, you, Baba, um, like you, Baba. That was an interesting look to choose, and like for it to go, like, um, the first time you see her, kinda is when 
which is like the bird. And you see the yeah. bird flying about. That, that <laughs> was nose, just, man. Yeah. Like nobody was going to take off with that nose. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it was just an interesting bad guy, but not really. But I love the whole idea behind it that if a human comes in, you can be controlled by mm. losing your name. And if you yeah. forget your name, then uh, you forget you can never leave type thing. And that's how she keeps you trapped. And that's with, well, there's, uh, there's with Haku. Sorry. Sorry, there's fun stuff with this because this is the underworld, like in Japanese folklore, the way the underworld works is basically if you take anything or if you consume anything of the underworld, you are stuck there. Mm -hmm. So the stories are basically people stumbling upon like, you know, and obviously when they see the tunnel at the beginning, it's got the statue facing both ways. It's basically yeah. a watchman being like, hey, keep the spirits in, keep the people out kind of thing. But they're too dumb and modern to like know, know, know it. But the idea is that's why when the parents go in and they immediately start eating the food, they get trapped there. They become mm. of the underworld. They become like, you know, distorted spirits, I guess. Whereas and that's why she starts vanishing, because like she can't exist there as like a mortal. Mm -hmm. And that's why Haku goes, hey, eat, eat a tiny bit of food and that'll lock you here, but it's not going to. Mm. transform you but it's basically it's like anchoring you here basically i wonder where she would have went though because as you said if she was disappearing if that was the underworld where would she have gone i don't know i don't know if she just dies or if she like would appear back in the real world i i don't know like all of, all the stories i've heard about it are like they die and you're like thanks <laughs> japanese folklore that's that's lovely it, it, it's like folk tales in the uk where you're like oh you were married he died at sea <laughs> That's all of them. You were never That's seen again. Of English folklore. You were never <laughs> seen again. Um, but I did love the spirits and seeing all the different types of spirits. And yeah. uh, the first introduction to them as well is um, at the start when Haku's trying to get her to leave and says, I'll protect you. Just leave before the lanterns come on. And you see, because like, all of a sudden it was this bright blue sunny deer and, it's the, and it suddenly gets dark very, very quick. It's almost like Wizard of Oz style where someone's like, turn the lights on and turn the lights off. Uh, for the world but the light the lantern effect was so beautiful and so like hypnotizing as well when you were watching it it kind of drew you in to the animation that was such so well done and so beautifully well done as well i, I kind of just i wanted to stay there i wanted to go to that <laughs> world and kind of um uh, see what thing i didn't want to work in the bathhouse um Oh, I did. Fuck <laughs> yeah. The, the, this is one thing. Like, I'll, I, I want to go into like the main themes of the movie like later, but it's the idea of that's the whole point. The whole point is how attractive this is, like how yeah. beautiful it is, and how easy it is to get lured in by this. Effectively, this is Vegas. This mm. is like the idea of you go there <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is amazing, kind of thing. But the reality is, a week in, you're a crackhead with no money, you know, and it's just, you know. <laughs> And it's that it's that kind of thing of going like, oh, wow. And that's why the food looks so beautiful. That's why all the stalls look so wonderful. That's how the bathhouse, it's that idea of going, oh, if only I was the person rich enough to use mm. that bathhouse, where yeah. actually you'd be the person working there yeah. and unable to leave. Like, you know, because you can't afford the train tickets, you can't, you mm -hmm. know. 
and and then that, that that's deliberately so beautiful like you know because i want to go there i want to walk around those streets and eat all that food and stuff like that but that's the trap you know <laughs> i did enjoy this subtle storytelling as well because a lot of these films or a lot of movies these days like slap you in the face with the plot or slap you in like say you foreshadow what's going to happen type thing but this one like uh, the whole like little side well not the side of the plot the little I don't know how to explain. When Haku tells, uh, well, um, Ch- Ch- I'm gonna call her Sin. I can say Sin better. Sin yeah. better. Um, basically, to go oh, and ask, send, send, go and ask, yeah. go and ask for a job, and she goes to the the boiler room and asks for a job, and he sends her to the witch to to ask, and then she's going, no, no, you can't have a job, and then bows down and goes, ah, oh, I hate that whole pledge that anyone who asks for a job I have to give. I was like, that's yeah. so clever because you could have like just forced down our throats, but it just done it subtly so it kind of engaged you and you're thinking, why mm. does she have to ask for a job? Like why? And again, it just very good storytelling done well in my eyes. That, that, like, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll let Donna sort of speak more about this, but part of the joy of Ghibli is like world building. Like we see a movie and we see a snippet, a tiny little fraction of a whole world that you could build, like a whole Lord of the Rings that you could make with these worlds. And it's unlike Western storytelling, where a lot of the time we go, oh, well, why does that happen? Oh, well, doesn't we didn't really think through it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Ghibli has it where you just go like, wow, like, you know, you have stuff like Kiki's Delivery Service, where you're like, you could make about 10 movies set in this world where these things happen and where people do this. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and like same with Nausicaa and stuff, you could happily just keep going and do full shows with the world building because of these little details, these little sort of like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And oh yeah, that's a thing. And what is the seal? What is Granny's seal? What does that do? We don't know. But you know for a fact that there's probably an explanation. There's probably a designer in Ghibli who's just gone like, oh yeah, I've written all this Mm. stuff. We're not using any of that. Right. Okay. Never mind. You know. (laughs) Donna, what do you think about the world that that, that was built? It is weird with you saying that because uh, when I watched it earlier, Gareth turned around and said, you know, they could make a second or third one of these. It would be amazing. And my response was basically something along the lines of, but they don't need to because it's just mm. perfect as it is. Like, yeah. I don't want a second or third one. As fun as it would be, I think all of the movies are just like perfect as their standalone. Mm-hmm. But obviously, yeah, like the, the it is very world building. Like, things like there's a lot of like you could see it being a game almost mm, like yeah. you could stick a vr headset on and kind of be immersed in it but <laughs> yeah be like, beautiful oh imagine walking around like... a 3d bathhouse in like <laughs> on, in what if, a st- what if the stink spirit comes in oh the smell that turns rice to brown just imagine turning around like north face is like literally on your shoulder like oh hello start trying to, trying to nom nom you um so <laughs> regarding like the characters as well, because we do get to see a lot of spirits. Like I love the little uh, sprites, the little um the little right. coal sprites, whatever they were little called. Soot. Yeah. Soot sprites. Just, right? soot. It was just yeah. soot. soot sprites, that's it. <laughs> yeah. They were adorable. Like uh, and how like nice they were and like uh, quite as soon as and like intelligent as well. As soon as one realized, oh if I pretend I can't carry this, all them go, go, go <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get the bitch to do the work for us. Um 
But which which kind of spirits do you feel like represented you? Because I know Graham asked that in the chat. When please, Paul, ask this question tonight. So I'm asking <laughs> I it, Graham. Like, I'm getting you. Which 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 character from this movie do you identify with? Because there's so many of them. Because I was laughing at like the the radish spirit, <laughs> and I'm just you know, and I'm just there like sort of like like Leonardo DiCaprio being like, that's me. <laughs> that's me. That is. <laughs> but, I I don't know. Like it's it's that odd thing. Like I kind of. I think when I was younger, I could very much identify with No Face, this idea mm. of like trying to fit in and then realizing mm. that actually this isn't the game for me kind of thing. Uh, but I think I think not taking it too deep, I I kind of, yeah, I kind of identify with Kamaji a lot, like mm. because it's this idea of he works very hard for no reward. Like <laughs> one of the points I was going to bring up later is the idea of like he is essential to mm. the whole bathhouse like mm. it is this yeah. idea and there is no acknowledgement at all like all of the interactions with from the normal people with him is silent it's through the tokens in the wall mm-hmm. and whatnot and yubaba doesn't ever refer to him never says him by name never mentions him she just goes oh you know mm-hmm. where did those tokens come from where did the water come from and stuff and it's this idea of that being trapped in a corporation where He's this metaphor for that worker we've all been at work, cough, goodwill, cough, where you are the one <laughs> doing five people jo- people's jobs. Like, he is literally doing all of these people's jobs. He's had to grow extra arms in order to actually do all of the work he's doing. He's getting no recognition from anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how does he actually get through it? Oh, by fucking magic. By you using magic and nothing. Like, I can't think of a better representation of nothing than soot. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it's this idea of going, we all have someone like that in the office, if it's not us, where mm-hmm. you're the one making sure everything gets done mm-hmm. and not getting acknowledged for it. And I think, yeah, I think there's something, there's a, there's a wonderful little message there that we can all kind of learn from. But it's a bit oh, yeah. sad that he doesn't really get out of it at the end like he kind of gives away his tickets as if to be like oh well i'm trapped here forever so um you might as well live your life you know it's like bloody polar in accounts or something just being like, oh, <laughs> just accept it just I've accept got 90 cats and I, the next stage of my life is death <laughs> he's sitting there and like okay that's nice Paul. oh kamaji can't die kamaji will get his way out somehow he'll find a way that's the next story it's kamaji's journey out of the bath uh, out of the furnace out of the, to, bath. Out of the furnace to the bath. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> possibly <laughs> what about you what, tripped and fell. <laughs> what about you don't know who do you relate to um originally i was going to say no face too but after thinking on it more stole it um, <laughs> <laughs> Like so, the stink spirit that comes in, but obviously it's not a stink spirit; it's the river spirit. Th- mm-hmm. That's the one I'm going for because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like kind of like in a way, like my brain's cluttered and I've got all that stuff, and then underneath I'm me. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you remove yeah. all that stuff, then you kind of get like. So we need to pull out. The, we need to pull out the. <laughs> we need to pull out the peg to get Donna to be Donna again. Pull out the peg. Is that going to need a rope tied around it? <laughs> oh, Donna! I actually, I love that answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was lovely. Oh. I'm not saying that I stink. <laughs> well, absolutely not. I've smelled you. You do not. You smell great. <laughs> there's, there's been deers, Donna. I'm not going to lie, but still, uh, <laughs> I, I can smell you from all the way over here. But yeah, um, smell a vision. But yes, 
Tony's gonna punch us next time she says it's yes. fine. <laughs> oh, <whatever. laughs> fine. Yeah. What, about, what about you, Sammy? That's so difficult. Um that because frog. I re- the frog. <laughs> I was gonna the say frog. Yeah, your baba, she's the witch that makes us do all the stuff that for uh, sorry. <laughs> got, you, got you to do this. <laughs> um I don't know, it's so difficult. I can't place myself on one viewing on mm. where I would sit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna have to pass and say, well, I'm not. I'll say the. I'm definitely the frog. The minute I saw how much that frog can be dramatic, I was like, oh my god, it's me. <laughs> I can. I can do that. I can reach that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to place myself. I'm still trying in my head to like kind of figure this movie out. Yeah. Well, which character would you like to be? Like, you know, not that you identify with, but you're just like, oh, I want to be that guy. I want to be the that crazy big frog guy, you know? <laughs> Probably Chichiro. Um, I love that all because she's she she's an I'm a, I'm an anxious person. She's an anxious person. And she found a way to conquer each of her anxieties as she went along. And in the end, when she's walking out the tunnel, she doesn't need to look back. Mm-hmm. I would have to look back. Yeah. And I would love to be that person who doesn't have to look back and just look forward. So probably Chichiro. Just mm-hmm. I was just about to say that Donna, your answer's getting a lot of love in the chat as well. So that <laughs> so everyone's saying nice things about you. What uh, all stink spirits. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, um I'll probably go with the most obvious one for me. Uh the probably the one I, I I relate to the most is probably no face because I spent most of my life trying to fit in or trying basically be what everyone else wanted me to be and it took us a long time to realize that that wasn't spacey the right path or the right thing for me type thing uh, i wish i realized that a lot longer i probably would have got a lot more shit done in my life for you <laughs> <laughs> which is the sad sad state of affairs but um i don't know probably haku as well because he's like the kind of the hero in the piece where like he's kind of always looking out for someone or looking out for the person who needs it the most and i and i always find myself kind of in that situation rightly or wrongly which i don't like say i wouldn't ever complain about but mm. um i, I like say i do care a lot about like probably too much so i hate you all now so it's fine oh <laughs> so you've gone from loving everyone to hating everyone in a matter oh, of I've seconds got, I've, um, I've got to put up that facade like say chris oh, you're well, a dick so just keep, just well, keep it balanced this is actually gonna this is actually gonna go into a question and chris has just prompted us in one of his comments paul is one of the bouncy heads can someone explain to me the bouncy heads because no. i couldn't figure them out <laughs> donna do you know like it's it's one of these things i looked through all of my like sort of uh kaiju books and well not kaiju books um what are they called yokai Yokai book, sorry, I've said Look Kaiju earlier, that. that's massive dinosaur. But you know, you think, but yeah, no, um the, the Yokai and Yuri stuff, and you're just kind of going, I have no idea what they represent. Like this is the thing with Studio Ghibli though, where it's the idea of you like you don't know what is folklore because we are English. We don't know what is like, you know, like the Japanese kids being like, oh, look, it's an Oni. And us yeah. just like, what is that? You know, that's yeah. just, oh, that's a monster. That's a monster. Whereas the Japanese kids are going to be like, oh, that's an Oni. Oh, that's mm. a new thing that Ghibli's like created for the movie. So I don't know. I don't even know what they represent like at all. They're just a fun little <laughs> weird human. <laughs> you know? 
Well, it's what it's all look like she was going to Tucky for an answer. Yeah, there. <laughs> I was. I, I'm in the same boat as you, Graham. I don't know, but Tucky's in the background saying that he knows. From, from what I understand, <laughs> it's like um, like the Romani slash Gypsy community that have like these shrunken heads. Mm. All right. Talisman. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. The talismans. Yeah. Kind of like to make to make that to be more of like a, a witch kind of thing. It's more of an aesthetic thing. Plus, oh. kind of like comic relief. Yeah. yeah. The, and, and who doesn't like three heads as well? So it's so, so they're effectively <laughs> like like yeah. a homunculus, really. They're just like a sort of a minion or something that that she's got. Because that that's the fun thing about it, where the fact is like that. I'm gonna. This is not validated at all or justified at all. But like we see that a lot of her minions take on her appearance. So like the hmm. bird has her face and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's this idea, and that's a kind of common thread where basically minions and like summon demons will try to ingratiate themselves with the master by being like, take that on. I kind of wonder if maybe that's the baby's father and the homunculi thing are taking on his like appearance or whatever because that's what they did but then oh, he's right. gone now or something i don't know i'm just making that up there's oh, could be because in most classic horror I'm just as looking well for an answer rather yeah. than the fucking weird rasputin well, bouncing heads you know if you look at like old like if we're going to take a page out of the monsters up north uh side of things when you go at the classic universal monsters all the big monsters have like a sidekick like um like say frankenstein uh like dr frankenstein had an ego uh, Dracula had a Renfield. So is the three bouncing heads, like say the witch's little minion? Like well, the, the the problem is that Haku is technically the ego to Yubaba. Like he's the sort of he's the 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 confused minion who does everything she asks kind of thing. But they're mm. just like the black cats. You know, like how mm. witches would have black cats, but well, they're like, not like the assistant, you know, it's well like the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's mm. just Something of because she is technically a witch, isn't she? Yeah. So the heads yeah. are kind of like her familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Bouncing about. Yeah. Bouncing about, being absolutely hilarious. Because the minute they came in, I went, "What the fuck?" Is <laughs> After everything I have already seen, I am like, "What the fuck are them?" It's the noise they make as well. But like, just like, what is this? And it's just, it it's beat, so good. It will not beat no faces noises. No, because they were some brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it is perpetually his first time christ and i do like um some of the action scenes in this as well was really well done for like especially a cartoon like when uh Chiriro, Chiriro, i'm not going to pronounce it right i'm not going uh, okay. to um when she's trying to get to the roof when she knows haku's crashed <laughs> up there um and she walks along that pipe that animation there when the pipe starts going and she just starts legging it along was absolutely something out of the Bourne films. It was like absolutely it's anxiety brilliant. inducing. Yeah. It's just like I was like, oh no, I don't like this at all. You know? <laughs> but as well, like when the fantasy element comes in uh, with the element I didn't quite get, the paper planes chasing Haku. And then it ended up one of the paper planes attached itself uh, to yeah. her, and then started helping her. Like, like what was the was that because well, that she broke the spell with love? I, well, yeah, so I always saw the pit them as the origami. That's hmm. how I um, I saw it, and I don't know enough about origami in Japanese culture to know. But was that because well, you know when they mentioned about the curse it. being broken, how the curse like because how have you broken the curse for the because he stole. The stamp, 
mm. and that he was cursed because of it. Were they chasing him because he was cursed and that, that her love broke that curse and that's why it started helping her? Well, there, there, there's, there's two factors to it where basically he was sent, but well, in the English version, he mm-hmm. goes off of his own volition. He basically goes, hey, I've learned magic from you, Baba, and now I'm going to go over to a sister granny, uh, who I can't remember the name of, uh, Zabira. Z- Z- yeah. Um, and I'm going to steal her most like powerful artifact and take it for myself. And that's basically what he's doing. He's basically taking everything from everyone. Whereas in the Japanese one, basically Yubaba's like, lols, let's prank my sister. Let's go and steal her most precious artifact. So what happens is he steals the artifact and then she just goes, right, send my minions after him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then basically, so she basically creates minions, these paper birds or whatever to go after her. But the the reason why he is kind of well the the curse that makes him die obviously makes him die is obviously like from her because mm. he took the seal and yeah. on the seal there is a curse and if you take it and that's what love breaks so mm. love manages to break that curse because naturally granny being the good witch out of the two of them goes mm. hey only good people can break my magic and then it's kind of fine but then what she accidentally does is she actually ends up taking his electric collar off effectively, you know, like mm. by getting rid of that bug that was inside her, which Yubaba put in to mm. control it. Yeah. So yeah. she kind of so the medicine from the river spirit frees him from Yubaba and her love frees him from mm-hmm. Zabira Granny. Yeah. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> <laughs> the um the, the reaction of Granny though when she re- when she tells her that she stood on the bug and squished it and she just bursts out fucking laughing like <laughs> so you did what? You did what? You broke it. Brilliant. I I did love the, the revelation of Haku though when you when you mm. find out he is the who, who he is mm-hmm. um, and the connection that he has to her because he yeah. says I've known you for like many years mm-hmm. and you don't really it's said at the beginning and it's almost like a throwaway comment because it's not really I didn't pick up on it any other time throughout the, the entirety of the movie until the very end mm-hmm. when she realizes who he is. Yeah, and I was, Donna's I, not in an agreement there. I was in absolute. I was in tears when oh. the, when it starts to break away and it's just him and they're just float, going down the sky together. Like, <laughs> when she when she remembers his name and frees him from uh-huh. that place as well. So, um, and, and it's the wonderful thing of like this different forms of love, like the factor that they're you know they are truly in love with each other, but it doesn't need to be boy and girl sexual kind mm-hmm. of thing, like you know this standard kind of thing. It's the idea of in a metaphysical world, the fact of your love for something you enjoy or an idea mm-hmm. or an emotion mm-hmm. can be like, uh, you know, it's an powerful, entity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and I like that because we don't talk about that enough. Like no. we don't talk about how much we love our friends as much as, or how much we love particular things as much as we go, oh, mm-hmm. well, oh, they're in love. Well, it has to be a sexual Thing. Oh yeah, it has to be yeah. romantic, like clearly, and it what it wasn't. You could tell there was genuine love there, but, but it wasn't of the romantic style. Yeah, and Graham's just done like a really good point there as well. And it's such a sad state for the society that it it's deemed as unusual or wrong to tell someone that you love them in a platonic or even in a friend yeah. way as well. Like I I know, like with you guys, like say 
you hate us to bits, but I'll tell you as I love you as more than probably as I tell uh, t- should be normal. But yeah, um, <laughs> but like, that's what we should be doing, though. We should be normalizing telling people or telling, like, not even just people telling things like, I love you, lamp. Lamp, I love you. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you really love the lamp? Or... The lamp. Not, not today. The lamp? Not today. Not today. Uh, it's, it's, it's vexing me today, lamp. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, me, I think but... it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally just writing it down on my notes because Chris googled it for us, which is yes. great. But yeah, I think I said that that's a quite a beautiful message in this movie as well as just normalizing telling someone or telling or telling like being in love with something and not being scared to show that love as well. Yeah. Well, that, that's the nerdy thing. It's the idea of going, hey, you know, we grew up being like, oh, we can't talk that we like anime. Oh, we can't talk about liking Warhammer or whatever because we'll get bullied or whatever. It's this idea of being like, no, fuck that. You know, fuck be you. into what you're into, you know? Don't be ashamed of it, you know? And and if you're with people who will make you feel ashamed for things you like, you're with the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all learned that lesson <laughs> in our, in our, in our yeah. years, haven't we? <laughs> so trying to think as well though because like at the end the whole i love the whole um yubaba still tries to fuck her over by oh yeah because like, uh, <laughs> you, you, like, she tries it twice it's like haha you've come back but you've not brought my baby you are trapped and then the baby yeah. t- like from this little scrolly wrapped thing turns yeah, into the baby and says hi mommy i like her be nice to her and yeah, and yeah. we've been weird all weird then she goes no no she's got to pass my final test and she try- mm. even then she tries to trick her as well. So she's been a conniving bitch even towards the end as well. This is the weird thing, because like I say, she is nastier in the Japanese like version with the English mm. subtitles. But then this is the changing point, where at the end she is nicer in the Japanese one, because basically... There's a lot of stuff in Asian magic. Cause like I was saying, I was gonna say earlier, like Asian magic, like Eastern magic, is there's a big focus on writing things down in paper. So a lot of the time, like curses or protection spells will be written on paper and then put over doors. So if you want to protect your house from like evil, you basically put the spell onto paper and put it onto your door. Uh, you know, and basically there's a lot of things like that. And that's why there's paper birds, because it's basically going. Yeah, that's basically a cheap and efficient way of making minions rather than needing cats and mice and stuff like that. It, you know, it's it's quite resourceful. But then uh, at the end of the film, in the Japanese version, she goes, hey, the rules of magic are that I can't actually let you out without testing you. And I don't want to, but I kind of have to because those are the rules of magic. And that's why she does it. So she does it in a very begrudging way of going, I'm sorry, kid, you know, like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, baby, I'm gonna like, you know, I just need to do this. Whereas obviously in the English version, it's very much a kind of like, haha, I'm gonna fuck you over one last time. So the thing, yeah, there's another little gotcha. difference between the two versions. But it's I... that weird thing of like, magic has rules. Like, it's not like Harry Potter, where it's like, why don't you just kill everyone? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've got that one. You've like, got okay, that... I'm just gonna kill everyone. You've, then, you know? you've got that one curse. Everyone knows it. Everyone yeah. can see it. Why aren't you just seeing it constantly? Anyways, yeah. um, but they can't see like... it properly in the in the film. It's like avacadabra. That's not you say it. Avacadabra. Oh my god! Then Voldemort videos on TikTok. You try saying that with no nose, Sammy. It's so funny. Um, I did love it though when she when even when she's standing in front of the pigs, even I'm screaming. 
they're not in there. Yeah. That that's like the final test. Like they're not there. And then the when the paper poofs out of a hand, it's our reaction to what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she did have some of the best reactions throughout this whole film. I absolutely I know I am not meant to, but I really liked her. I felt like, and especially with me watching the English one, she was fair, she was stern, but she was also fair at the same time. Was she the same in the Japanese one, or was she just mean throughout? She, she she's mean, but the fact is she's like she's consistent. So it's this mm-hmm. idea of like she doesn't really have a reason to like Chihiro. Like the whole thing is she's a businesswoman. Like mm-hmm. it's the whole thing of going, how does any of this help me? Yeah. And that's why the bits where she comes over and she kind of like starts liking Chihiro and getting invested are when she's benefiting. So when he, she helps the river spirit, she's like, oh, we made so much money. And then obviously when they've got no face, it's like, oh, my God, he's loaded. This is amazing. Go and help him. You know, the, these are things she is driven by profit. Mm, and yeah. that is the only way to win around. Where Zaniba, thank you, Notes and Christopher, uh, <laughs> is driven by sort of love and compassion and is kind of like, that's why I don't know if she says it in the English one, but in the Japanese one, she describes how she and her sister are different halves of the same coin. They're meant to be opposites. So, you know, uh, Yubaba is meant to be the evil or selfish one. And Zaniba is meant to be the sort of kind and Mm. uh, selfless one. Great. Just to say as well, because one of the things I did notice, and again, Graham's either going to laugh at this or he's going to hate us forever. did you ever like model for any of the Studio Ghibli characters in this screen? Because I'm just going to put a picture up. I'm, like well, this is yeah, just that is me. so close. I, yeah. I was like, look at him. <laughs> oh my god, we need to get you the hat. <laughs> oh my god, this is, oh my god. This is my sunny con. This is my sunny con cosplay, <laughs> Donna. But this guy, oh my god, yes. Paint the little things on him. <laughs> but when I saw it, I was like. I'm, I'm going to be a dick here. I was like, do I say anything? I was like, no. Just in chess, but I was like, it reminded us so much of you, bless you. I was like... <laughs> I just love it. Doesn't it? Isn't he one of the guys who gets swallowed by no face? I think so, yes. He gets yeah. uh, he gets eaten. So. I can't remember because... You get spat out later on, though. It's all right. <laughs> it's funny. I'm not used oh, to oh. That. But, um... <laughs> that's not in my Sorry. experience. But... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I was gonna say he's like the foreman, you know, who refuses to give um mm-hmm. uh Chihiro bath tokens. Like um yeah. yes. Yeah, but it's not because he's like a Oh no, he's a Yeah, he's a frogman, I think. Yeah, he's a frogman. See, this is the this is one thing I wanted to mention about it, which is the idea of like a lot of this film kind of goes into like the spirit world in terms of like reincarnation and stuff. And a lot of the demons you're kind of going what because you know you've got people who are humans mm. and people who have been born in the other world as humans so even though haku was a river they mm. appear as a human whereas yeah. some of them appear as frog people some of them are actual frogs and some of them are like you know mm-hmm. and it's this kind of idea of what were they in a previous life that they are this so mm-hmm. the humans are obviously people who have been good people in a previous life whereas obviously the frogs are pretty like nastier people i assume and whatnot and it, it, it's like an interesting thing that they, because there's a lot of concepts in this, like Buddhism and whatnot, such as the, the stink spirit. It's the yeah. idea of going, hey, this is literally a beautiful spirit of a, uh, you know, it's weird. In the Japanese, it calls him a famous spirit, whereas in the English, it calls him a, um, like a, uh, 
rich and powerful spirit like but effectively elder. yeah yeah he's like he's like this this elder like this sort of buddhist monk effectively mm-hmm. who was turned into something horrible because of physicality because of things from the world so basically he's been bogged down by physical possessions the stuff that you're meant to get you know not not gets drawn in by in buddhism mm-hmm. and that's how they do it they basically go hey we get his soul in the afterlife and we take away all of the bullshit that is collected in life, such as like, you know, bicycles and, you know, you know, money and stuff like that. Toys. And it makes him a pure <laughs> creature. May, you know, and it's and and, and it's it, and it's that like fun little thing that these themes are visited in it, but you don't know if it's like a special thing or if it's just Japanese people will be like, oh yeah, Buddhism, cool. That's just all the they are literally going to yank your toy collection away when you go into the afterlife. I'm going to take it all with this shit. Um, <laughs> let me keep my Lee's clone a Willy kit at least. Um, <laughs> just, just a question to Donna as well, because like with with the merchandise side of things, I've seen other Jubilee Ju- Ghibli like items and stuff that you can buy, like teddies and stuff. I from what I've watched the movie, I've not seen many things from this movie that you can pick up, which is quite unusual, especially with like how unusual and interesting a lot of the characters looked and failed. I don't know, like with you doing Sonicon and with you selling like that merchandise as well, was there a lot of like merchandise with this? Um, more so on the Soot Sprites and North Face, mm-hmm. really, but nothing compared to like Totoro and Ponyo and stuff like that. I don't really see that much. Um like I've got a no face necklace but obviously it's not like an official no one. <laughs> I've got a little soot sprite over there which is an official one. But I think they mainly focus on the soot sprites. Right. Because um, I think it, Japanese stuff tends to focus on cute things. So it's the yeah. sort of thing where when you have like Totoro or Ponyo or like sort of Gigi the cat from Kiki's delivery service and stuff, or no face in this one, that's what they focus on. And you could do tons of stuff. Like you could you could do a Lego set for the bathhouse. You could do mm. sort of like all of these amazing things, but like all of the merch is needs to be Japanese style merch and they mm. tend to go for stuff of a cute character that could be a key ring or something. Uh, mm. But they must have loads of stuff at Ghibli World for this. I didn't get to go. I didn't they I tried to go when I went to Japan and they were like, we are booked up for the next two months. You should have planned better. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, but no. uh, I've got a mate who's gone, so I'm tempted to ask them like, do they have tons of stuff for it? But I think it's like Donna says it's all of the merch is basically either Laputa or Totoro, basically. <laughs> Seen as well, like um, videos and images that they've done a play. There's actually a play yeah, of this I as well. Was, I saw it in live action. It's, yeah, that's on. It's on now, isn't it? I think it was yeah. for like August. I went to have a look at the tickets, and I was like, "Oh, I I don't even know what this is yet." And I'm looking at tickets for a stage show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'd love to go and see that though. Oh, it'd be so oh. good. So, so we'll just want to send a nerdy correspondent down to give us like feedback and. Uh, I'm trying to see where Donna is on my grade. There we go, Donna. Send, send Donna <laughs> down. To be fair, we could we could see if we could get press for it. Like, see if we could actually get a press pass or, or free tickets or whatever for it. That'd be amazing. And then just visit London for it. Oh, that'd be that'd so be... cool. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, Grim, make it happen. We'll sort it out. Well done. Goodwill. <laughs> Who do you need to email? But yes, um, that would be quite a good one. Could you see them doing an actual live action movie? Because I, I know, like, if we took, because Disney is taking over like the broadcasting for certain Ghibli films as well. And you know, oh my can God. you see with 
Disney having a hard on for doing live action remakes, could you see them going for this one? I'd hate it. I I I, I actually hate the idea of it. You know, like it's mm. yeah, like it, it's the idea of Disney ha- have made a lot of live action remakes. Mm-hmm. Disney have not made many good live action remakes, and yeah. I think it's very much this. They are all awful. Like, you know, Aladdin is like I. I don't think that de- we should have the death penalty, but this makes me question myself. Uh, you know, I'd just be like, who's all the choices of movies type who's... thing. But um, I remember I, Lady the Tramp being very, very scary for the wrong reasons because they made the dog's mouths move. Like it was a real dog, but CGI'd the mouths to. Like they were talking, yeah. I was like, this is going to give me nightmares now, but yeah. I think we need to enjoy stuff in their context. Yeah. So we yeah. need to go, this is a beautiful animated film. And like Donna was saying earlier, we don't need to expand upon it. We could, and that's part of the magic of it, but we don't need a remake of this. Like no. the idea that they can do something as wonderful and creative as a live action version of it that you know is going to be all these puppets and all these beautiful lighting things. And that's going to be amazing. I can't think that they would do a live action one that Mm. wasn't just as a cash in and, Mm -hmm. you know, a horrible soulless endeavor. Yeah, that's ho- yeah. that's that's the harshest thing I said all day. Actually, no, no, I called someone a c-word earlier. So yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, just going back as well to like the cosplay aspect as well. With you doing Sunny Connor, you must have seen a few people dressed in uh, cosplay f- from this film. Have you done it yourself, or have you thought about doing your own cosplay, Donna? Um, I have wanted a cosplay no face. <laughs> I had this like <laughs> we had this daft idea of doing some shots where I'm like dressed as no face and going around a convention just handing like pound coins out to random people <laughs> <laughs> here's your little bit of gold sir so, but how would you well, do you it would do, you, would you, you have that. would you have donna, like you moving that, parts and i'll as well? be the go you do that donna and i'll be the guy that paul was showing the picture the one who's just there <laughs> like the one who's just there with the fans in front of you being like ah he's coming <laughs> I was going to say me and Sammy could go as such sprites, but we'll probably get wrong for blackface, so probably that's oh, a bad God, idea. So yeah. no. <laughs> it's cosplay. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, yeah, tell that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how you get cancelled. <laughs> What is wrong with me? I do apologise. Oh, yes. So, so, with you, I know you used to have seen it a few times. With me and Sammy's first viewing, I thoroughly enjoyed it. As I said, I, I got such strong Wizard of Oz vibes, and even, uh, well, Alice in Wonderland mainly, but Wizard of Oz as well. Um, I love like the little rules and the little fantasy they brought in. I even loved, like, oh, we we'll put a, a spell on you. Don't breathe as you're crossing over the bridge. I thought that was done so magically. Um, I would highly recommend this movie to anyone who hasn't watched um, anything to do with this as well. What about you, Sam? How do you feel about watching this for the first time? Oh, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I had it the minute the the minute that artwork appeared in front of us, I was like, I kind of had a feeling of where I was going, and it was just going to get better and better as as it went on. And I was really at this was one time where I had to make sure my phone was away 
I was watching because I didn't want to miss anything because I have a tendency for blinking and something happens majorly <laughs> and that the whole story's lost and I couldn't I didn't want to do that on this one I generally wanted to immerse myself in it I, I like I live with a man who is obsessed with anime and mm. I never give it the time of day so count yourself lucky people <laughs> I actually did it. Um, he was so impressed, though, when we were in the car on the way home and he was like, did you enjoy it? And I just started spilling all this stuff up and he went, oh, you really were paying attention. And I was like, I know, <laughs> for me. I just, I loved every second of it. It's making us want to go and explore more. I have seen Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was many moons ago under many pink wines I cannot remember most of it. Watch but it I, again. Have a Ghibli day. I think they, I they will. They are the you best know, days. I really think I will, Graham. It's I, I, I. When I was finished, I was like kind of looking as to see, well, what, where can I, what can I watch next? And then I was like, yeah, you, you don't really have the time to do that today. But maybe another day. But thank mm. you also for telling me where to find this because I could have been looking forever. <laughs> and then you were like, yeah. it's on Netflix. I was like. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't think it would be <laughs> actually where movies should be. Yeah, I've you know done how, that. Do you know what? I've Netflix done it so is. many times. When was it Turtles? Mm-hmm. I endured Turtles on a stream and it buffered every two minutes. And Jake was like, yeah, it's on free serve. <laughs> it didn't like, oh. used to be on Netflix, though. Like, it's only been a couple of years. But also, um, I can't say how like happy I actually feel from hearing you and Paul like talk about and how much he's enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Because obviously I have been trying to get you to watch it for so long, but like <laughs> I actually feel like I was tearing up slightly listening to you. <laughs> oh, like, we're gonna cry. <laughs> so, so Donna, with you loving this film as well, like as I said, we've tried selling the movie for as new things as someone who loves the movie. Tell tell people at home or viewing on the phones or watching on the toilet why they should be loving this movie. Because it's so different, you get invested in the movie. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, like from start to finish. You, it's won Oscars. Took you in in the background. But yes, it can be award winning as well. Yes, it's the only one that did. Mm-hmm. But like as Sammy says, like you want to watch it. You don't want to be sitting on your phone and going off. You want to watch the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It invests you. It's beautiful, and the characters are so unique. Like I feel, obviously, there's a lot of amazing Disney movies, but I just feel like you get more of a story with each character and you can mm-hmm. relate to all the characters more mm-hmm. and i just think it makes you feel a lot like yeah it, yeah they really are beautiful movies so i recommend it to everybody apart from lee, <laughs> Who apart it off. From lee. <laughs> no but Jenna, the whole feeling thing that's what this movie is it's just a moment it's just moments of feels that's the only way I can describe it because it's all I felt all the way through it. I was feeling one thing, then another, and then another. And I kind of, it's just, it, that's what took us along mm-hmm. as opposed to just like, I don't know, it's just really hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I, I know what I mean. Like, as in just yeah. watching mm-hmm. movements and words, and I kind of felt everything as I was going through it. And I genuinely, genuinely loved it for that. So thank you for, for pestering us for all these years to get us to watch this movie. <laughs> what about you, Graham? Why, why would you sell it for someone? I think the thing is, okay, we've talked, like, I'm going to go on a different tack to everyone here because, you know, people, some people refer to Studio Ghibli as cartoons, as kids' films, and they are not. The wonderful thing, the the power that Ghibli has, aside from Earthsea, because that was a pile of shite. Um, but you know, it's, <laughs> oh, no, I, that's a rant for another time. Um, 
but it's the idea of um like they're so multi-layered and there's so many adult themes in these movies that you don't need to know. They're, they're like an onion where basically you can watch it and be like, oh, it's a cool movie. Kids can watch it. And they're like, oh, there's a dragon. Oh, there's these funny bouncing heads. And oh, like, you know, it's a funny little story and stuff. And then we have the medium interpretation, which is, you know, oh, it's a movie about sort of growing up and like, you know, her going through this like situation. But then there's always deep, uh, like, so, subtexts in everything like for instance with Howl's Moving Castle it's a very anti-war film it's talking about the folly of war same as a uh, Grave of the Fireflies and then obviously with um uh you know My Neighbor Totoro is about growing up and it's about dealing with death and things like that and it's all of them have good things the the main prevailing theme in this is greed this is yeah. a film all about greed and it's a film that's kind of critical of capitalism mm -hmm. in a kind of way of going, hey, it it enslaves people. Like, you know, yeah. this whole idea. And, you know, like, I, I can I go into my notes about this, please? Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Right. It's just there's so much in this film about mm -hmm. the subtext. Uh, but that's the thing. I can watch it. And appreciated on like an intellectual level, at a, at the people will just go, "Oh, I didn't notice any of that. I didn't get any of that." And that's the great thing: two people can watch one thing and be like, "Oh, that was really cute. I love the cute cats and stuff." And you know, that's a yeah. good film, rather than, "Oh, you didn't get it. Well, you're stupid." You know, and it's, you know, like because there's so yeah. many films where you just like, like my mom went to see everything, everywhere, all at once. She had no idea. She was I... just like, "What was that?" didn't have a clue and you know and it's like I, I love it as a film but I'm like maybe too complex for you know probably yeah. should have a warning label but yeah I said the same about me dad with that movie the minute it finished and just went that was fucking amazing but I now need to watch it with your dad and I was like yeah. why he was like because your dad won't fucking get any of it and I just I just want to see him. I want to see his experience through it all <laughs> Only thing, what I would say, and again, this might be a, a bit controversial. And get, don't get us wrong, I love the movie. I think it would have made an amazing TV show. Like I said, not like a full season, like seasons and seasons, a six-part episode, like going in, and again, just giving us a little mm. bit more, um, because I wanted more. I think, like I said, I don't want a sequel. I don't want a, yeah. like anything to come after. I just wanted more of what was happening, and I think. If you've got like a say a six part TV show, like say an hour, uh, not even an hour, an episode like forty minutes, I think I would have like it's one of them shows that would have been timeless. But yeah, We're, but possibly, but like we we do have the whole thing of like we see with the Rings of Power, where you're just going, oh, if only we knew how this happened, or if only we fleshed out this more, and then now we're going. Maybe we shouldn't have touched that. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe it was we... better when it was like an unspoken idea. You know, yeah, it's, it's, um... it's like that. It's like when you start to do a task and you're like, maybe we should have just mm -hmm. did that another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I, so. I think in in this movie though, like to go back to what I was saying, I think the wonderful thing is how important kindness is. Mm -hmm. all yes, the, the all of the stuff that gets her through. All of the stuff that helps people in this are gifts. There's a massive thing about greed and being people being obsessed with money. So Haku loses his name for power. So basically he goes, hey, I'm going to forget who I am in order to get trained in witchcraft by this witch. And then they're trapped there. They don't know what they're doing. They've signed a contract and whatnot. Uh, they steal a gold, gold seal. They nearly die because of it. Uh, and then like Yubaba 
is the epitome of like fat cat, like rich person, mm-hmm. like someone who's been swallowed in by like capitalism, where it's the fact of we even have a scene when uh, Yachiro first goes into her rooms that you, we literally see her spin through all of these corridors, like lavishly decorated, all these beautiful yeah. things. We don't see them for more than a second. It's this idea of going, when you have that much money, it means nothing. It's the yeah. idea of all these rooms never used. We never see them again. It's the idea of how fleeting and pointless all of her money is. And then the idea of when when uh, Haku finally tells, goes, hey, you haven't even noticed that something important to you is missing, like referring to the baby. And mm-hmm. she looks around the room and she's just like, no, I've got all my pretty things. I've got all the gold here. And she picks up the gold and she looks at it and she's like, yeah, that's real, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then she goes, where's my child? You know, <laughs> yeah, well, like such an afterthought. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, the gold transforms into dirt. And yeah. one of the guys goes, hey, it's just dirt. And it's this idea of going, yeah, you've lost your child. Money is pointless. Money is nothing. That is a societal construct. And it's this wonderful stuff like that. Like, um, And obviously, like, you know, like we're saying about the river spirit, it's the fact of hearing physical possessions and mortal things, like un-Jedi things, like Sith things, <laughs> like, you know, physical ties made him into a monster and whatnot but then it's gifts all the stuff that isn't money that's free such as the food from haku both times saves her life makes Mm -hmm. her stronger makes her able to cry the second time around the roasted newt that uh Mm -hmm. uh, kamaji gives to lin Mm -hmm. and whatnot gets her out of a situation later uh the the river spirit gives her medicine that helps Mm -hmm. her throughout Mm -hmm. the things and that was through an act of kindness the train tickets from the boiler man Mm-hmm. couldn't have got there without it and you know it's not for anything in return the hairband from granny doesn't yeah. do anything but it's the fact of going this has a spell on it that will help you through your life because it was made by your friends mm-hmm. and then the most important one that's very easy to gloss over the card from her school friend yes flowers that allows her to find her name out again yeah. And it's all these things, all these tiny little things that we would ignore in a world full of money, in a world with plates of food, in a world of, you know, beautiful lights and stuff like that. All these important things are what we would look over. And yet they're the things that get, get you through. And it's there's a wonderful little message there. Very not very yeah. well put. That oh, makes it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. God, Graham, I have tried like so much through what you've just been saying there to hold it together. I nearly... <laughs> I, come so close to because you are so on the fucking nose with it like this is the power of ghibli though it's yeah. the fact of like go you know i would advise you you've seen howl's moving castle it is it is wonderful i'd probably say donna what movie should you watch say i'm gonna say kiki's delivery service but yeah kiki's delivery service is one that i think sammy would yeah. love um i mentioned it in i think the first podcast that i ever did <laughs> you might have. of five really good movies and i was like trying to get them to watch kiki's delivery service so i'm still gonna see that one next <laughs> yeah but that, 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 that's a wonderful one because that is very much just a coming of age story and then you've got um Oh, what's it called? Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, that's basically a very environmental film where it's basically talking about the importance of being one with nature and appreciating nature. But no, I just, 
I absolutely adore this film because of all of these wonderful things. Like the, the criticism of capitalism in terms of these people are trapped there. They all feel like they're embarrassed millionaires. They genuinely think they're going to leave the bathhouse. But mm -hmm. the fact is they don't, they even lose their names. It's almost like yeah. Soviet Russia where you're just going like, hey, you start working with this company. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have a name number. anymore. You are just doing this job forever yeah. for no reward practically. And the fact that it makes them horrible people and that, mm. that infects the people around them, that makes No-Face into a monster because he finds himself surrounded by all these people that are like, hey, we'll give me treat you gold, differently. Give me oh, gold. Yeah, yeah, it's just because almost you have like something he, I want. It's just almost like he mirrors every single one of them. And I love how Chicharo, Chichiro, sorry, I've been saying her name right all day. Chicharo, <laughs> how, she, how she, she nods at him. Mm -hmm. Every time she sees yeah. him, the first thing she does is she nods at him, and it's almost like a, like a, I like a respect kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he totally <laughs> engulfs like everything around him to make him into it. He is essentially them in one shape. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like he was taking like um massive tantrum in a way because he really wants to see Chihiro and he's not getting that, and she's not accepting yeah. the gold and all the stuff. So he's just taking this like major tantrum. Wait, she is she is totally resistant to everything and it's this kind of like you know she is not bothered by money at all like she is not like lured in by anything she refuses the food when her parents obviously there's greed again her parents literally turn into pigs because they're there and yeah. you know they're kind of like oh well we'll pay for it later i've got credit cards i've got cash i've got money like i've got this yeah and it's this idea of going no, but it's stealing. Like you, money does not make everything right, and that's yeah. the big statement of the film. But it's the idea of when, you know, she just refuses throughout the whole film. She's just like, "I'm not going to take the food. I'm not going to take these, you know, things. I'm not going to take gold off you. I just want to go away," kind of thing. And obviously, yeah. angers him. But it's the fact of him realizing, "Hey, these people that I don't care about, I can pretend and become friends with them, but it means nothing. Like they're not really mm. there for me, and yet I don't know how to get this person that I do want affection for on my side." Mm. And you know, and that's the thing. And then the way to do it is simply just to be himself. Like yeah. she, she is far nicer to him once he's lost everything, once he's become a spirit again, mm. and following her around. She's like, hey, it's you. You know, that's when but she To be fair, though, I think it's because Lind warned him as well. It's, Don't let anything happen to him. I'm going to come and get yeah, you. That's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. I, it, that's the same in both versions, but she says like slightly different stuff, but effectively it is that, <laughs> hey, I'll fuck you up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, Fierce is always wanting to get her attention. He just goes the wrong way about it and turns yeah. into like a. It's all like this. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, when you have a crush on someone in school and you start pulling the hair. nasty to them. And you're just the like, why, why do I do that? That, you know like why is that mm. a thing but yes but yes um i think that's a nice <laughs> little place to leave the leave that as well so um i've loved watching this movie i've loved talking about this movie and i hopefully we'll do in a few more coming I up i would in, love in, to yes i'd love i'd love us to to include studio ghibli into our wheelhouse of reviews because i have thoroughly enjoyed delving into this and actually paying fucking attention to something like it made us pay, pay attention. attention sammy that's not ghostbusters i was trying to paint warhammer <laughs> earlier and i just couldn't i was like trying to paint warhammer and then just find myself just staring at the film and i'm like i've watched it like about 15 times mm -hmm. yeah. and i'm literally just like 
no, I'm meant to be doing this. <laughs> and then you'd be like, no, but it's because it's so beautiful. It's so engrossing. Yeah, well, it's exactly the same. I've seen it so many times. I thought I'll put it on like for a background before this, but I sat for the two hours glued to the TV. <laughs> um, just before we go as well, because we've got a few things to plug. Like, don't know whether it been an anime episode. Would you like to plug a certain anime that's coming up that you're, that you're running? Like a certain convention? I was going to say what anime I was <laughs> 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 We, it's not far off now, in a no, few weeks not. we have Chibi Sunny on March 3rd, which will be at the Beacon of Light in Sunderland, mm-hmm. but we have just um, announced two guests as well, Yes, which is Brittany Lauder and, what's the other? and Matt Shipman, I didn't forget. <laughs> both One Piece um, voiceovers, aren't they? Yes, because Lee yeah, got very excited. I was, I, I was looking through their wheelhouse of the and pictures. And a lot on Cavendish, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. So that's coming up soon. So how can they buy tickets for the, for these events, Donna? Um, they're on Eventbrite. So basically just go to our website and you can get the tickets there. Cool. And Which we recommend we... getting them early, for especially for Chibi Sunny, because that is limited. Is Ooh. it called Chibi C-H-I-B-I Sunny with yes. a Y? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it? Okay. And what's the website? SunnyConAnimeExpo.com <laughs> Yes. Long-winded. So, very much so. Not as, not as much as ours, though. Um, yeah. So, yes. So, thank you, Donna. Uh, tomorrow night is tomorrow a monster night. night. It's Monster Monday. Yes. We're going after an icon that is Michael Myers. There's a very special guest, and he's a bit shit, so be, be nice to him. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow is Monster Monday. Tomorrow is a big hitter. We are doing Michael Myers. It's gonna. It's an interesting conversation, mind. It's <laughs> not gonna be the love fest that you think it could be, given that the people who are on it have made you know that they do love this character and love these movies. It's a very in-depth conversation. I'm not gonna lie. It's really good, and it will be on from seven o'clock tomorrow on YouTube. And I think it's one of the longest episodes you've done as well. Potentially, because we are we generally, honestly, it got to a point where I was like, "How do we stop this?" Because we could have kept on going because of where the conversation was going. And mm-hmm. um, also, for all, it'll be on YouTube on seven o'clock on Monday. All episodes of the podcast that are done will be available on Tuesday from anywhere that you get your podcast from. Yes. Ooh. And very Did you ex- spend too much time, uh, Sammy, talking about how wonderful it was that uh, Rob Zombie decided to flesh out Michael Myers' background in his version of well, the We have a very interesting <laughs> conversation around two sides of that you... conversation. <laughs> yeah, two two sides of it. And to be honest, the both were pretty valid in what mm. they said, in my opinion. Uh, it's exciting I'll have to tune in um, and yes this week's episode of Trek I am very excited for as well so I'm not <laughs> what's this week's episode this week's is, is we're reviewing Star Trek the motion picture the first ever Star Trek <gasps> film that was uh, it came out like 10 years after the original series had finished mm. they kind of brought them all back in 1979 was and was did a film or was, it, or was it before I that I think it's 79 it's, right. it's, well it looks fucking 79 <laughs> <if> it's, <not. laughs> it's it's a movie that exists so we're going to be having a great time doing that because I have a feeling that Goodwill enjoys this far more than me so it's basically going to be Goodwill playing good cop and me trying to tear it apart I'm gonna come on because I actually love <laughs> well, I, 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 about I, it but wow it's um 
it'll be great when we get to the good movies. <laughs> Bless and we're doing like a movie. You just got to do these to get to them. And that's it. We've got to oh, do it in order because otherwise we would never do the crap ones. So it's this idea of going, we'll start with this one and then we'll get there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Goodwill's point now, 1972, 1979. So what was 1982? There was one out in 82, I think, wasn't there? Was that Khan? Probably Khan. Khan. Um, but yes. So yes, so that's on Friday at half seven. Um, so it's not live this week, as Graham let us know. <laughs> it's, uh... I know it's really annoying because like, I keep going. I told you about that, didn't I? And Good was like, "No, no, <laughs> no you did not tell me that vital information." Because that was a that was the thing. It's obviously like we're we're really privileged with uh, Trek, where we have so many wonderful people who are fans of Trek on the internet who are wanting to be guests on the show. But we're kind of like trying to manage it, the same as you're trying to manage it on Monsters, Sammy. Where it's just like, <laughs> you know, where you like, you could have guests every single no. week, but we're kind of going, yeah. the importance is going like, hey, let's have them like occasionally like twice a month. Mm. So it was that all the whole idea of going, oh, we have guests on. I have to be better at telling him when I'm not available to do oh. so. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I only laugh because we spread out ours. <laughs> we do have people lined up. We're just going to spread it out. Because <laughs> everyone comes for the main attraction that is Sammy and Dan. Um, yeah. But yes. And it's always a great conversation. So next Sunday's episode of Nerdy Up North is going to be interesting. I have started my research already. I uh, I have I have a mammoth of an episode next week for uh, monsters that that might be taking up much of my research time. So <laughs> I may be going this just going in on this with a lot of feels and um remembrance and on just the have Wikipedia up, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'll be good. Yeah, I have I have a big episode coming up for monsters that really is going to take up a lot of my time this week. So. Going to be yeah. a lot of feels, guys. That's what next week's episode is going to so, be. So next week we've got the. The mammoth man that is Adam joining us. And oh, I didn't, my, I didn't know that. My favourite mountain. And we've got Sarah Peach joining us as well. Yes. And we're talking about Dexter. So that's going to be intriguing. So it's like lots of good seasons. One really bad one. One okay And then one that came out years after that actually made up for the shit that we had. But yes. Um... So that's our review oh. of Dexter. <laughs> hey, you're okay. in next week. See you in two weeks' time, right? Yes. So, um, but yes, we've got a lot of stuff planned. Then we start in the February month, which is pretty much the um, we've got RoboCop, Army of Darkness, uh, Sherlock. Now uh, we've changed one of the episodes to Sherlock, and I can't remember the other one, but uh, I'll come back to me later. So yes, we've got a lot of stuff going on a lot of stuff happening uh please as i said like the videos uh press subscribe uh listen to us on the audio i, I do actually like listening to us on the audio you don't see our faces so it, it, it's always an improvement um but also like i said join the discord I'll, again i give them so much shit but the discord people are the nicest creeps you'll ever meet and uh, even chris who will be the king of the nerds from the 1st of February. So he does have a title and I've got a feeling he's going to be a pain in the ass. But I think he's going to take this uh, this reign seriously mind. I think we're in for a lot of a lot of shit yeah. from Chris. In a, a lot of payback is coming our way. 
come yes. February first. Hey, I I haven't said anything bad about Chris. I'm sitting pretty. It's it's you fuckers. <laughs> you fuckers that are <laughs> How quickly are you to deflect? <laughs> it's, it's just because he's the right height for Graham to just Chris, give him. To, please so, don't hurt me. So, no, Gra- so if Chris and Graham were standing up, Gra- uh, Chris wouldn't have to go on his knees. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> um. So anything else anyone wants to plug? Anything? anything no, so... just watch Monsters Tomorrow, please, because it's going to be so good. Yes. Uh, I'm actually going to say, if you haven't already, please check out last Friday's episode of Trekking Up North. Uh, I think it is a very, very good episode. We are... It is the epitome of, because we review our things randomly, where we have the Dabo Wheel of Trek picking our episodes, yeah. a lot of the time we go, oh, I don't really like this one. How do we talk for two hours about it? And I think the Friday we just had is one of my favorite episodes that we've done, where basically we were doing an episode that A, is a very good, very clever episode, and B, it's an episode that we both love. Mm-hmm. And so it was wonderful just getting to gush, like we've done here, getting to gush about something we love for two hours. And it, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's a cool thing to do, you know. It's always nice when you, like, because let's be honest, we have good episodes. We have bad episodes. Well, to be honest, we don't have bad episodes uh, anymore. Uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have ones where you feel like proud of, and you feel like, yeah, that, that like you come off it and you get that buzz. It's always great when you have that. So, uh, like I say, and I enjoyed, like I say, I, I watched back, and uh, even though Graham will probably never speak to us again, Deep Space Nine is not my favorite Trek, but mm. again, I'm more of the action pack shouty shouty rather than the talky talky but yeah that, that, that's fine it's like did you watch the episode did you watch bar association before the show no okay yeah give it a watch then do do this for me no. okay <laughs> no. do this for me honestly watch, watch no. bar association like on netflix or whatnot because it's like you know yes it might not be your favorite track maybe you haven't watched all of it but this is an example of a very good ds9 episode I'd yes say. and just to say as well if like say we've got a few hidden episodes as well so if you if you want to become a member of the nerdy up north youtube channel there is hidden episodes you can watch so just a hint i'm not going to tell you which ones they are but they are there to watch just say uh so same bad time same bad channel Stay donna, nerdy, i'm gonna kiss you come, come on kiss me donna kiss which me donna. <laughs> That way, Donna. Donna, that way. That way, Donna. That way, Donna. <laughs> That's not working out. Well, oh, <laughs> this is just getting awkward now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm rejected by Donna. Bye. Bye. Bye.